Trip, where we take the short bus of life and crash it into that wormhole we call pop culture. This is the podcast, the only podcast running on the Super FX chip and coded in blast processing. I'm your host, Edgar Velasco, and with me now is Robert Menes. How are you, Chief? I have died of dysentery. Yeah, well, you know, right now we're all, I'm going through a fucking midlife crisis, so I'll, I, I'll be glad if I ever fucking die of dysentery at this moment, because right now I'd rather fucking die. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. I know you and I are going about to literally, we're not even halfway point, halfway point into our forties. We're like two to one year to two years. We're not in our forties yet. No, but we're about like two to one year away. So we're like there. We might as well be in our forties with this bullshit. Yeah, we're getting real close to it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right up there. It's creeping up. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's funny because... What did I drag you about a week ago? Uh, I went and got my fucking lip pierced. And I oh, dragged... yeah, the midlife crisis has kicked in. Yeah, but is it really a midlife crisis if... Like, see, I always considered midlife crisis to be when an old, a super old person, or again, I guess someone who hits their 40s or their mid-40s, you know, buys an expensive, lavish car, you know, goes to high-end bars, you know, yeah. tries to flirt and bang the hottest, youngest chick possible. Like for yeah, me, they want to bang all the college girls. Yeah, you know, fucking living the life of fucking uh, comedians of old who used to do that, or celebrities of old who used to do that, or even celebrities even to this fucking day. Um, but for me, it was just, you know what? I feel like getting my lip pierced. I did it. I dragged your ass to for there just out of the out of nowhere, out of the, literally, I plucked you out of nowhere. And, uh, it's funny because, you know, when you go to get a piercing, the first thing you think about is how long you're going to be there and how is your pain threshold in terms of, you know, will you be, are you brave enough to just venture on and get this thing done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, is this actually going to work? Is this going to be like, how am I going to get through this? How's this going to feel like? Oh, yeah. And it's funny that once it's done, it's like, that did it was it was literally like two minutes and the actual you know when the sharp blade penetrated my lower lip it was like maybe two seconds of pain and aside from that it was like fairly passable you know and like uh oh oh, yeah although i'm i you know i'm not getting a fucking prince albert or a fucking my tongue pierced or you know um yeah i wouldn't want to do those you know but i'm not going that bizarre but for me it was just a simple you know lip ring uh, and it's funny that I think the funny part was that, you know, the advice that they gave me was, you know, just, you know, make sure for the first week, um, to wash, you know, your mouth, rinse your mouth out with non-alcoholic mouthwash, you know, just to disinfecting and just make sure it's clean. Yeah. You, uh, like anything else that you do in that sort of case, like, you know, if you did your tongue piercing and tell you the same thing, like rinse your mouth out, you don't want to get any infections. 
Because yeah. entry point of infections in your mouth is the worst. Oh yeah, of course, of course. But the funny thing was that literally the only non-alcoholic fucking mouthwash that we found at the local convenience store was... Bubblegum flavored act for kids. Fucking bubblegum flavored kid children's mouthwash. Because guess what? Kids are sensitive, their mouths are sensitive, so having an alcoholic branded type mouthwash would be a little, you know, disheartening and probably uncomfortable. So, here I am, a man who's about to be 38, in a, like in a couple of, like in a month or so, buying children's pink bubblegum flavored mouthwash so that my mouth, so that my piercing would not get uh, <laughs> so infected with whatever mouth disease I have. Uh, and it, it's weird to realize that, like, I'm a, you know, that, t I'm, I'm 37, I'm about to be 38 in a month, and, and I realize that I'm buying pink kids' mouthwash to be able to help my mouth to heal faster from this piercing. It's, it's bizarre. It's something, it, it, it almost sounds something out of, like, a teenage rom-com. It does kind of sound like that, but I'm like... You know, I'm glad that they actually still make that stuff. Could you imagine if that stuff were taken off the market and be like, well, what are our kids going to wash their mouths out with now? Soap. When they say no, a bad not... word. Just like it yeah, used to be. Yeah, that was the only time we ever got the soap. Oh, it's funny. Did you ever get that? Did you ever have, you know, your mom, like you accidentally said. No, like, one of my aunts did it to me. Like, did you literally have a Ralphie moment from a Christmas story and said like fudge or something and she just put a mouth, a piece of. Mouth uh, soap in big your old mouth. Bar, a big old bar of Irish soap in your mouth. Yeah, my aunt did that to me once. What did you say to get to cause that result? That I said fart. You said really? You got. So I didn't like the word fart out of a six-year-old's mouth. But it's a it's fart. It's it's fine. I mean, doesn't matter to her. Doesn't matter to her. Anything of that sort, even if it's PG-rated, was a swear word. Yeah, but fart is harmless. Also, they said fart on TV. I mean, fucking. A salute your shorts. One of the one of the opening lines is, "We hold Little, you in yeah. our hearts, and when we think about you, it makes me want to fart." So, Little Danny Cooksey. Yeah. So, fucking, you know, when he's not helping John Connor escape the Terminator, he was at Cap Onawana, fucking, you know, messing around with Ugg. So, yeah, before, yeah, before he started harassing two rabbits. Yeah, that's right. You know, so it's like that's fart is passable. That's fine. It's a fart. You know, yeah, but my family was uh, quite conservative. Fucking sounds like fucking super Christian. Jesus. Like, yeah, you don't even want to know the half of it. Yeah, but again, that's really bizarre. Um, especially when, you know, like, there are probably... It's, it's weird that, you know, you mentioned that because, you know, kids, you know, these days get a, get away with a lot of curse words. I mean, yeah, when no, they're not... Have potty mouths nowadays. Yeah, I mean, when they're not looking at full fucking hardcore porn on their tablets, they're fucking cursing up a storm that would make the bad news bears blush. And, and my aunt did not want to know half the things that I said at home if she only knew that I actually watched Monty Python. And I was easily impressed by John Cleese going, of course you don't get fucking weight friends with it, you cunt! Exactly. But I think the weird part is that, you know, kids today are almost going to be desensitized in terms of, like, sexual behavior or behavior towards other people. Like, like I mentioned before, 
kids these days have a tablet and they're looking at fucking three-way, four-way, gang-bang, hardcore porn. And to them, the norm is that if a girl doesn't swallow your cum or, you know, take a shot in the face, she's not worth it or something like that. Or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're, they're raising future rapists or people who are going to look at women as nothing more than, like, fucking objects or something weird like that. Not to get too yeah, weird. I don't think we, wanna, we don't want to get to that point either because that's uh, bad. Yeah, it's bad, but again, that's that's the way of the future, my friend. <laughs> uh, hopefully in the future we can actually be a little bit more, um, I don't know, less insane. Nope. Thanks to the internet, that's never going to stop. To be uh, honest, it's true. It's true, though. Yeah, you can't, I know, uh, the internet has become a twisted monster. As, as much as like net neutrality, net all this other stuff that's going on in the world right now, it's because of the inception of the internet that, you know, the animated, the anim, animality, whatever the fuck, the anonymous way of life, culture, whatever, you know, that you can say, do, and post whatever the fuck you want. And, oh, yeah. and, What's that line? Nobody knows you're a dog on the internet. Exactly. And, um, you know, you, you have that power. And in result, guess what? You're going to watch. You're going to say, you're going to post, you're going to Instagram, whatever the fuck you want. And it doesn't really matter who offends because there is a good load of people online who share that interest. And it will just like the snowball effect. Uh, yeah. And it's and it's and it's sad. But again, it, it hence why there are kids looking up their tablets at hardcore porn thinking that that's how they need to treat a woman. <laughs> And that's disgusting, too, when they do that. They think, like, that's how you got to get by in life? Like, really? Really? That's like, you know, kid, I, I, I don't whack you with the clue bats. Yeah, but here's the thing. There are people on the other side of things that see it as, that are accepted acceptable to that behavior uh, because they know of it and they are aware of it, nevertheless. You know, again, like I say, the world is within your fingertips, but yet my dumb ass is still being asked for directions. Like, it's it, it, it's a weird backwards world where you can look at porn, uh, dating apps, swipe left, swipe right on fucking Tinder, Grindr, and all that other fucking dating bullshit. And yet, you don't have the decency to say, oh, I'm lost. Let me look at Google Maps. Oh, okay, I'm this far from here. No, I need to stop a total stranger who I think might have the directions, but half the time they don't. But yet, for the for the non-important things... Like looking up porn and dating and looking at someone's, you know, slutty Instagram pictures. Oh, yeah, I'm going to put all my time, but I can't take two seconds to just look at Google Maps or the Weather Channel on my fucking app to find out what's going on, where I am, how to get home, or just to find where where I'm going. Oh, which does bring me to another one, too, now. You know, when you see, not even kids, and I'm not even talking about kids on this one because I'm sure the kids know how to use a search engine. Adults, adults our age that don't know how to use a search engine, and it's weird. Look up information. And again, we're in an age that we're still being asked by our parents or even grandparents how to use the most simplest thing. Yeah, it's it's frustrating sometimes, um, you know. But it's like I don't mind it in a way because at least I'm able to guide them in the right direction. But there are those who make it make it almost a chore to bother you 
to ask for the smallest little things that they themselves could learn real quick. Yeah. It's like, we tell people to Google it, and it's like, when you've got adults that don't even know how to Google it, In a weird, what does that say? And again, half the stuff is already saved in the computer. You just have to type a G in the search engine, and a whole bunch of sites already show up with the letter G. Auto-suggest, yeah. Like, auto-suggest will come up and be like, here's everything. Oh, and guess what the first one is? Fucking Google. Yeah. You know, like, when you got to Google Google, I mean... And, I, and I'm not saying this in a bad way because, I mean, like, I've been using, you know, like, I've been online on various services for I don't even know how long. I guess, like, now over, like, 20 years of my life. Yeah. So I do have a little bit of experience. I did see, like, the very early World Wide Web, like, what we know today as Netscape, the Internet. Netscape, Internet Explorer, members.edu, or yeah. Lycos, Ask or whatever. Yeah, Lycos, Alta Vista, using gopher oh god yeah and again it's like it was a whole different side of things like like i say like kids today and their tablets and stuff they have it easy where for us it was dial up uh it was geocities netscape and all that stuff yeah well when you got geocities it'd be like create a web page and i was like you had to convince your parents to like pay the you know pay the um the domain fee and fucking waiting on or Waiting online, waiting in the mail, or fucking getting a CD through either a magazine or a pamphlet brochure up, uh, so you can put in the CD to start up and sign up for America Online. Oh, God. I mean, oh, I never really used America Online ever. That's, like, one thing. I never used it. I only used it for the chat, you know, the AIM. Oh, That's yeah, when, when they broke that off and they made that their own separate thing, then I used that. Yeah, yeah. I never used America Online itself. But I remember going to the library and fucking using GeoCDs and going to, you know, various fan sites that uh, of whatever I liked. And it was always funny because they're so... Oh my, if, again... You and I remember looking at these weird GeoCities or Netscape designs, these web pages dedicated to whatever it was, be it wrestling, anime, oh, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, fan pages. And they were the all so gaudy, you know, design-wise. It was either like an animated GIF dancing in the back, in the in, uh, or in like in the bottom right mm-hmm. next to oh, like and the a MIDI that comes up. Yeah. And, um, and also, like, the number count, the number count next to that animated dancing gif. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the the counter. The visitor, like, the visiting counter that tells you how many people visited this site and bullshit like that. And, yeah, the visitor's counter, I remember those too. And the constant designs that, like, when you go into that site and you open up and you go into another browser, another window in that site, like another page. Oh, yeah. It will be, like, weird. It will be sometimes, like, black background with red word red letters and font or it would be that weird like almost like um what is that woman who creates those binders i keep forgetting her name lisa frank it'll be like some weird lisa frank colored nightmare with glittery words that you know are animated so like it takes even longer to load so it's like it's ridiculous and and sometimes they were able to get like some music or music files to play alongside with it so like oh great i'm the minute I open this new page, I'm going to be fucked up in the eyes. And also, my eardrums are going to explode because it, it's going to play like a 30-second loop of something loud or stupid. Um, and, oh, and also, too, your phone bill is going to start climbing ever so slowly because you're going to wait those precious minutes while it's downloading that damn image 
and then tiling it, and then you got to wait for it to download the mini, mm-hmm. and you got to wait for that to start up. Yeah, and again, and, and it's funny because, you know, and again, we said phone line connection. So if someone's using that phone, you're fucked. Like these oh, yeah, days, so picks it up. these days it doesn't fucking matter. But back yeah. then, it was the struggle, especially if we were trying to download, you know, a movie through, you know, the early days of Napster, Kazaa, LimeWire, and Lord knows what bullshit you wanted to download. Which, when you look at the file name, it says, oh, Matrix. Okay, let me download the Matrix. And you find out it's like a false clip of some Skinamax or full-on, like, German porn that was wow. just that was just named, you know, after whatever movie comes out, yeah, just so they can get I, download. Or, or the worst one. What? The worst one. It actually is the movie, but it's like a postage stamp size video. Oh, God. Like a, and it only would run through like a, a, a MP, like a MP, like an MPEG format. Uh, so, oh, like, well, no, I, I remember. Fine, but I, I would say think more like some weird, obscure format that you've got to go like rushing out to the internet to go find a player for. Oh God! And then you, yeah, because you would have to yeah. download the compatible player in order to play that particular thirty-second MPEG film. And you know, yeah. like it would take two hours to download like a thirty-second like scene from a porno or like a music video like even just that and like you said like the actual browser of it will be minuscule it wouldn't even be like full screen or what yeah it's like a postage stamp i remember like one time i did that i got like a a 160 by 120 video and it was like itty bitty if you squinted just right maybe you can make out some details fucking download media player to play something stupid like that and then like, you play, you put in a media player, and a media player is like, I don't recognize this. Exactly. So like, what the fuck? And then even when you, and then, you know, again, back then none of us knew what to do. So we just had to, oh, let me try it again or download a different, you know, viewer to even yeah. fucking watch fucking what 30 second scene, a 30 second fucking clip. Oh God. I remember one of those that somebody I knew downloaded, uh, like that little scene of the Matrix the first one where they did the shootout in the bank. Yes. And it's like that thing was postage stamp sized and you cannot make out any of the details of the bullets or nothing flying around. And again, and sometimes they were maybe like two minutes or 30 second intervals. So you would have to download and then, you know, you would either be the person or know a person that would combine some of those clips to make them a little longer or... You'll see a, an obvious scene because it's like it stops, it fades, it fades back in. Yeah, and that's the part that definitely makes it annoying because again, none of us knew like how to splice scenes together. So we would watch like the five minute clip. Okay, close that window, open up the other window so I can watch the continuing parts until I I, I see the whole thing. Because again, yeah. again, that thirty second clip would take maybe an hour to two hours. Imagine how downloading a full 90 minute, you know, an hour and a half, 90 minute to two hour movie would have been at that time, let alone the fucking shitty quality you would get at the the end result. Yeah, that's true. It would be like, forget about it. You know, and it's ridiculous just because, you know, it, it like you would spend all that time. And again, you would have to do it when your folks aren't home because guess what? They're going to be on the phone. And it's funny. Yeah, when they come home, yeah, they're going to be like, get off the phone. I got to call somebody. Exactly. It's funny that back then people used the phone constantly to talk, where these days people don't have 
phone conversations. They just text. Um, and the only time they would actually, you know, talk voice to voice to someone on the phone is if to like literally have an argument or, or whatnot over the phone. Uh, like people I don't know about anybody else, but I, I still like, uh, conversations. I do, but you know, these days it's more text than actual voice and voice. And even when you do the voice to voice, it's very s limited. It's like maybe a two minute thing. And then it's back to texting for the, like the entire, you know, period of your day. Yeah. But also, I can also see benefits to that because you want, you don't want to intrude. So I can understand you texting someone saying, Hey, I want to talk or do you have the time to talk? I hope I'm not bothering. And then you can call that person and talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that, that's more understandable. That's understandable. But, you know, in the days of Instagram and all that other bullshit, you know, talking one on one, like at work, the only time someone talks to someone else through the phone is this because they're on their break. And half the time, it's like an argument happening. It's not even saying like, hey, how are you? I miss you and all that. It's usually, what the fuck? Listen to me. You know, some bullshit argument. It's mostly used it's to argue. Yeah, I don't know about anybody else, but it's like, I'm actually glad that I can have phone conversations with people where we're not arguing. We're actually like talking productive stuff or whatever. Or, or just good conversation. But again, we're also... But again, it's also, you know, maybe that individual is shy and they communicate better through texting than talking. I can understand that, too. You know, I can say that I'm one of them on, you know, those people because, again, I have low self-esteem. So that's the, that's the part of my life that I, I I'm going to, you know, be buried with. You know, here lies Edgar Velasco, shyest and stupidest motherfucker in the land. Um, he was buried with his money. Yeah, right. You can't take it with you, my friend. We all know that. Um, but, uh, uh, speaking of which, dysentery. Fucking Oregon Trail apparently is making a weird comeback, I noticed. I saw the postings on Facebook. I see people posting it on fucking Twitter. Like, there's a portable handheld version of a fucking game that's existed way be even before us. Even before we were fucking little sperm eggs floating to the egg. Wait, when did Oregon Trail originally come out anyway? Because it's like, I think it started in like 1975 or something? I really don't know. All I know is the fact that it's still going on. I mean, there have oh, been... Inter that, yeah, that recent one? Oh, wow, it came out in 1974. Exactly. Wow. So it was way before any of us were floating yeah. in that little... You know, we were just... Floating in our dad's balls. <laughs> yeah, well, well, even before. That, oh, yeah, that's right, because it came out as uh, an old uh, mainframe game. But, yeah, that recent one that came out is one of these little handhelds, those dedicated handhelds. Oh, my God, I missed those days, too. The old Tiger dedicated handhelds. They're, like, so, one game each. So is that what and it this is? One plays like a nice, yeah, this one plays, like, a nice little recreation of the Oregon Trail. No, it's, like, it's got a colored screen. It's actually got, like, nice little bits of music and everything in it. But it's but, still kind of based on the old original, like, fucking it's design. Kind of based, it kind of is based a little bit on, like, the old Apple II version and the old IBM PC version. And it's funny because... It has nicer graphics like the PC version, but it plays like the Apple II version does. And it's weird because Oregon Trail has gone through so many interpretations. I mean, there's one for the Nintendo DS... There's various. Oh, yeah, that's a new game too. I've seen that one. There's various apps on your phone you can play that a version of it. 
you know, there's various like games. There's a deluxe version. There are games. On CD. There are games for free. You could just play on your laptop. Just you know, log in and play. Like there's various versions of Oregon Trail. It like what is it about that fucking game? Like why is it like like even to this day, whoever's making it is making money because people either remember it fondly or what? What the fuck? I think part of it is like. That, for a lot of people, that's like their first computer game. Like, first time you ever go into a computer lab and it's like, be it like an Apple or a PC or whatever. But I was like, there's always a copy of Oregon Trail right there for it. And everybody used to jump right in on it. That's I mean, true. I would agree I with you. I remember when, when I went to kindergarten, I was like, that was one of the first Apple games I played was the Oregon Trail. I would agree with you, it being literally the first game you played at a computer. I used to remember the after school program and I. They used to have the computers, and it was either like Sesame Street math, uh, like some type of Sesame Street math or letters or word game, um, and it would be think, it would again. I, think it would, I remember one that came out for the Apple II as well. Yeah, Sesame Street games. But again, it was like a Sesame Street something game, and then the mm-hmm. other one, you know, it would be like whatever character or TV show whatever was out, but it would involve like school you know activities and then yeah. of course there was fucking oregon trail and everybody did you're right everybody I, I, you know and, and schools would have that installed you know be it because it comes with it or they would just set it up like literally every computer around that time at least that i remember in my school and i'm guessing yours likewise let like there wasn't one computer that didn't have fucking oregon trail installed into that fucking Big, big ass, long ass, fucking floppy disk to put it in your computer. Oh god, no! I remember um, when I was in grade school, like one of the computer rooms we had had like a whole row of Apple II's just like lining the walls. You know, like going around, like kind of like all around the walls, right? Mm-hmm. Right at the corner was a desk that they set like the floppy disk drive on, and they had all of these networking cables that just ran across all the computers. So it was like. You put in the disc in the central drive, yeah. and everybody would turn on their computers. And it would just start transmitting the game to everybody across the room. Like, one computer, next computer, next computer, next computer. If you were lucky, you sat on the first computer in line. Mm-hmm. If you were unlucky, you were on the last computer. You got the least amount of time to play the game. And I remember that we used to have, like, you know, it wasn't even, like, original copies. Like, the school would, like, cut corners. They'd buy one copy of Oregon Trail. And then they make like 20 copies of it. They copied those floppies. And it's funny because it's true. Uh, but luckily, again, my school at least had enough money to have the separate... Like, each computer had a different thing. So it wasn't yeah. shared across. So, well, like... Yeah, so you actually were able to, like, pick a floppy, to, like, pick a game, pop the floppy in the drive and go. That or the teacher. Or it already, like, the minute you get into that computer class, the computers are running. So you just have to make, you know, make a beeline to the computer that has the the thing you want to play or do on it. So, like, the minute you get in, oh, it's already on. Let's see which computer is available. Okay, what does this have? Okay, let me get on it. You know, because, yeah. yeah, that's another way of cutting corners. It would get, each computer would run its own separate game. Um, so, like, I would be lucky enough to at least get Oregon Trail on the one I was using. But if not, it was, like, what? fucking Sesame Street math or, you know, one or something else within that, you know, play value, you know, like, uh, you know, 
write the answer and then you see an animation or something as a yeah, reward. Like that. I remember though, like I don't think it was like a Sesame Street game that I used to play on the Apple II, but I remember like a few that had like the Muppets. Like I remember one that had um, Gonzo, and I think he was like he was looking for um, his chicken. So what was it like a Where's Waldo type of shit? <laughs> no, it wasn't really like a Where's Waldo. It's like you know he'd come up on like these different levels, and there'd be like different obstacles he had to avoid, and he had to just basically like get through. Like one was like get through a maze, find an object, and then like get out of the maze, and then like the next one would be like you know the stage where you have like these UFOs that were going like up and down, and you'd have to dodge them and grab another item. Like another object and move on to the next stage. Again, sometimes you were lucky. You were one of those kids that was lucky to get the one that had like Pac-Man installed or something like that. Oh yeah. Or if you had um the the best one of them all, which I was actually surprised we actually had at my school. Yeah. Maniac Mansion. You're lucky. Mine never went that far. I don't know where the hell we got Maniac Mansion from, but it's like I I actually remember playing it on the Apple II. Wow, that's definitely something because again i never got like maniac mansion and again i only knew maniac mansion because of the nes port and also because people would talk about it or would show up on fucking nintendo power and some shit i did oh yeah i mean like that was still a good part that was still a good port because you know lucasarts did supervise that one and it still used the same engine as the nes as the original computer games but like you know yeah my first my first exposure was on the computer but again it's definitely something you know to get that exposure again uh, the closest thing creatively that I got exposed to in a computer was, you know, aside playing Oregon Trail, was when they finally, uh, what is it, like they put uh, Windows art, you know, the programs that you actually get to draw or at least color in a given picture. Um, because at least then when you finish, they would print it out and then you would do something, you know, hanging oh, on your wall. Shop. That's what it's called. Or MS Paint. <laughs> as early yeah. as version of MS Paint you can get, too. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember those days too. Yeah, we got creative, and it, and it would be. And the weird thing is, it wouldn't print on the type of paper we have now. It'll be that paper that has those little slits on the sides. Oh, the um, yeah, the feeder paper. Yeah, so like you get this paper, and this paper, you know, in the center will look at paper, but on the sides, it'll have like yeah, the those holes, the, guide the guide holes, the little fucking like like you know square holes of it. So like, what the hell? It was yeah, those are guide holes. Because I remember that that was the one that's like it had like those two little gears on the side, like the you know as it printed, it went up, mm -hmm. and like it printed, it guides it through the through the machine. Yeah, and then yeah, like you got your print, you take off the edges. Yeah, just to make it look nice. Mm -hmm. And you're all set to go. It's ridiculous that fucking uh, I still can't believe that Oregon Trail has found a way to fucking. It, it, it's gonna be one of those things that you know, just like various things we discussed. That it will definitely outlive us because there's always oh, yeah. someone's gonna have a fond memory, and more importantly, they'll do something to improve on the idea. I mean, there's like a whole bunch of indie games right now on Steam or various sites that take the idea of Oregon Trail but change it by like, oh, let's include zombies or let's include monsters, so let's make it in space. I, but the I saw the parody of Oregon Trail, Oregon Trail, they called it exactly like that idea has enough groundwork so you can do something new with it but still you know use the same formula and still be able to fucking you know entertain someone or you know make some money off of it you know yeah is that even fucking is that like public public domain is or does someone still own the rights i never understood that well, 
Oregon Trail? Yeah. Oregon Trail, I think, um, hold on a second. Because, like, is it still uh, owned by Creek. somebody? Or is um, it like... is no longer around. So it, so it just, so is it public domain? Hence why there's so many versions of the same fucking no, game? No, I don't think it's public domain. Um, fuck, who the hell? Somebody owns the rights to all of their IPs. Okay, so I'm guessing maybe it's the living, next living relative or whatever. Yeah, or, or whoever bought them out. I think it's the, oh, the publisher. that's why, because the learning company is the company that owns all of the rights to that. The learning company? Um, Yes, that company, yes, the learning company bought, um, what was it, they bought MEC, the Minnesota, what was it, the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium, um, Consortium, sorry, they bought Broderbund, which was the original publisher of the game, Broderbund. so yeah, that's why, they own the rights to it. Oh, I figured maybe it was already public domain at this point, considering how old it is, and no, also how many fucking versions of this shit has been out and will continue to release now with its latest fucking interpretation of a fucking handheld. Fucking yeah. Tiger Electronics Atari Oregon Lynx Trail. shit. I know, but, well, Atari Lynx wasn't so bad. But Oregon Trail on the go? Hey, why not, right? Yeah, you can be... You can be there, there are worse things to do on uh, your low, your downtime. Yeah, but, you know, I did see, like, the, um, the same company that made it mm -hmm. made those tiny little, like, you know, those little bitty um, arcade cabinets, like those really tiny arcade cabinets. Yeah, they play shitty games with bad quality and come with a weird gimmicky uh, fucking joystick. I know about those fucking shits. What, the little bitty ones you see on Amazon once in a while? Or even the ones you see if you walk to any electronic like stores. They're, they're like Pac-Man, Frogger, and a few others. Yeah, the fucking old uh, plug-and-play shit. No, they're not even plug and play. They're not Jack specific ones. Oh, uh, you're talking about the little mini arcades that were so popular in the eighties. They're all oh, those old Coleco ones. Whatever. Yeah, they, they had Donkey Kong. They had fucking Pac-Man. They were like teeny weeny. Those you've gotta bring back those old Coleco ones. Oh yeah. man, I would love to see those again. I miss those. Uh, there's probably someone who's who makes them or at least in, uh, like makes their own and have them available in the world of in the fucking world of yeah. ROMs. You can create one as long as you create the table for it. Well, no, no, those were those were totally different because those had those like weird vacuum fluorescent displays. I was like, you got to recreate the behavior of all those things exactly. Well, again, so, if Batman, once I'm talking about, they're shaped like little bitty arcade cabinets. You've got like tiny little controls and a little bitty screen, and it's like it just plays like a dedicated like Pac-Man. That's about it. Gremlins, Gremlins, that scene in Gremlins where they're playing the little arcade in Christmas. Yes. Yeah, those are those old Coleco ones, but these are a little bit different. I'll show you a link to them because um, you gotta see what they look like. They're like twenty dollars on Amazon. Mm. They're little bitty things. They're kind of cute. Probably good for an impulse buy. Yeah, right now I don't give a shit. Uh, but if people want to contact you, make sure you don't die of dysentery. How can they contact you, my friend? All right, find me on the Facebook group. Or find me on Twitter at Lambda Calculus. That's L E M B D A C E L C U L U S. And our official Twitter is at nroadtripcast. And our website is at nostalgiaroadtrip.com. Always a pleasure talking to you, going through the train ride of insanity and ending up where we started, being fucking bitter old men, talking about the how things are changing around us and we don't like it. But till then, my friend, you take it easy, and I'll definitely see you next time. Now to go and hunt some meat, and I'm going to have to bring back more than 200 pounds of meat back to the wagon.